when you're in a situation where you feel you're losing it, audacity is the only thing that will get you back onto your deserved pedestal. That's a belief of my guest on the show today. Welcome to the You Soulful Genius Podcast. You're listening to You Soulful Genius Podcast, a show about highlighting the genius within every one of us through acts of creating a world of balance, truth, and conscience. This is Mutia Tadaboale, your host. Hello, this is the You Soulful Genius Podcast. And today on this episode, I'm with another wonderful lady. She's Remy Ray. She's a neurodiversity coach, helping lots of people transform their lives and make this magic happen. Okay, I'm sure you're going to be so interested in talking to and listening to Remy Ray today. I'm going to give it to her to introduce herself and tell you how she's doing this magic in the world. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show, Remy Ray. I'm really pleased and privileged to have you here. Thank you. So I'm Remy Ray. Um, I'm a neurodiversity coach. Um, prior to that, I've been a business impact coach where I was supporting businesses, um, a variation of entrepreneurs from different backgrounds. Um, but I've niched down recently and now I support specifically those that are neurodiverse. Um, I'm also neurodiverse. I'm dyslexic. Um, and my journey really into entrepreneurship started with fashion. So my journey has been one that's creative, um, lots of failure along the way um, and great moments of learning and uh, cultivating the kind of experience that I've always wanted to have. So I feel really privileged to be in this position um, right now. Okay. So when you say neurodiversity, you know, yeah. yes, of course. But can you just explain a little bit more? So people who really do need you, you know, yeah. give us examples of people so they understand what you do. Yeah. So currently my um, clients um, uh, have a variation of uh, disabilities um, and they consist of dyslexia, dyspraxia, ADHD, autism, um, and these these are women who are functioning or high functioning women. They are running businesses. They're in high profile positions in their organisations. Um, so it it really varies. There isn't one strand of woman that I support, and it's not exclusive. Like I'm not only supporting um, neurodivergent women. However, it just so happens that all the clients that have been attracted to me um and I've wanted to work with have been neurodivergent and so it just makes sense I'm also somebody who has lived experience um and I guess I probably have a empathetic aspect to my work maybe that they enjoy um I'm a confident person so all of these things I think you know allow my clients to warm to me or want to work with me which is quite specific it's very niche um, you know, I'm not, I'm not for everyone. I, I won't be able to work with everyone because I work in a very specific way. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> and that is why you're so effective and efficient in what you do. Thank you. Okay, lovely. So um, you talked about, you know, many failures along the line, you know. Um, so how did you, what did you do differently that, you know, helped you change the game that made you so confident, you know, even though you've made mistakes and you still expect to make more mistakes. So what has been keeping you in shape in terms of running your business? 
So in terms of like uh, just a long term vision, it really is around building generational wealth. I come from a background where there wasn't much um, in terms of inspiration and money. Um, I didn't have a network of sort. I wasn't plugged in anywhere and I've really had to build myself up um, from the ground. Right. And then being dyslexic, being a black woman, um, coming from a single mom. I have four siblings as well. Um, sorry, there's four of us in total, three siblings. Um, it's just an interesting ride when you don't have everything spoon fed to you. And so I think just coming from where I'm from, I grew up in Peckham, um, there wasn't much, you know, inspiration in terms of building businesses and people exchanging this kind of information and stuff. And so I realised um, I'm really only only in the last five years or so that generational wealth is really really key to being able to leave legacy um and so my overarching thing if you want is generational wealth um and that's what keeps me going it wakes me up out of my sleep sometimes it helps me stay in um in the game mentally it, it helps me want to become a better person in terms of the way that I show up and I operate it it, it shapes the way um I choose to manoeuvre in terms of the impact that I want to um, create or leave, you know, so it, it's, it's generational wealth for me. That's lovely. That's beautiful. So do you have, what prax, practice grounds you, you know, what keeps you on, what centres you when you think of, yes, I have a mission, you know, I've got this vision. What Do you have any practice, any habits that's keeping you grounded? I'm, I'm, an, I'm a curious person, so I do a lot of research around the areas that I want to enter. Um, like I said, I started off in plus size fa well, fashion, which was plus size fashion. The industry was uh, emerging at that time. And so, you know, I just decided that this is a space that I wanted to operate in. And because of that, I started to do a lot of research to see what was out there. I always ground what I do in research and where possible data. Um, so that could be a praxis or a habit. Um, but in the same breath, I think that I only really touch things that I have, like, it's heart led, mainly, it, you know, it has to come from a place where I feel moved to, to be a part of it. Otherwise, I probably won't touch it. And I think that's come from just a variation of experiences of doing things that I haven't enjoyed um, and becoming burnt out and things of that nature. I only want to do things that I'm called to do now. Oh, lovely. That's a very beautiful one. So how would you encourage people? A lot of people are in that situation, you know, that position where they're not doing what they love, but they don't seem to know how to go about it to begin to do what they love. What would you say to them? I would start by saying, uh, you know, make a list of all the things that warm you, the things that you're drawn to do or, you know, naturally have an interest in. Um, make a list first and then just start crossing the bits off that don't really connect with you or you wouldn't see yourself doing that that thing in 10 years or assisting in some way in 10 years it sounds really simple but a lot of us are spending time doing things we hate um and we could probably all you know tell everyone exactly what we hate but we could barely ever tell people what we like so I would say by just as simple as a list <laughs> you know if you're listening to this at your desk write a list of what you love um, and then once you have a list of what you love speak to some people that you adore 
um, and see what they say about you, right? See what they think you're good at. See what they would pay you for, you know, even if they didn't know you. Um, and then match that list together to see if there's any synergy there or a something that you could potentially make into a service or a business of some sort. That is so beautiful. That's so creative. And that's a way to get yourself out of the hole when people are stuck. Yeah. Okay, lovely. So do you have anything that you wish you knew about, you know, being true to yourself, being living authentically before now? What do you wish you knew? I wish I understood my value first before I entered workspaces, before, um, kind of before society got a hold of me, right? I wish that I knew what my value was. I wish that I understood the importance of understanding self-worth and self-advocacy before, you know, I'm, I, I got bashed down by the professionalisms of this world, like the corporate spaces and stuff. I wish that I understood my value more. But in the same respects, I, you know, that comes with time. It comes with experience as well. And I wouldn't change my journey, but, that's something that I wish that I established or understood a lot earlier on. Um, yeah, that for me, it's always value. That's good. Lovely. I mean, things happen for a reason and we have to walk our journey for us to be complete. So usually, I mean, people say, I wish I knew this, but you are on your path because that's your path. Yeah. Okay. So um, what makes you a soulful genius? Mm. I think community. Okay. Because I, I I don't think that we get places, like I don't think that the journey is supposed to be a lonesome one. I think that the journey is to connect back to source if you want. And for me, source is community. And so I think that that's what makes me a soulful genius because I am connected within the community. A lot of the work that I do is connected back to the community. Um, my overall vision is to help or assist the community in some respects. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's always community and being a, a the best kind of community member I can be, whether that means carrying the boxes or leading in some way, or if that means sometimes staying silent so that the people who are supposed to go forth know that there's people behind them to, to, to help or assist, um, whichever way. I fit in into that puzzle. It's it's always community. Nobody wants to be wealthy alone. That is good. That is lovely. Okay. So I'm coming back to ask you questions about community. So has there been somebody, you know, in your journey that you really adored, that's helped you, that's um, motivated you or inspired you in a way that you just want to keep going and, you know, so you can help other people and be there and motivate other people? Yeah, my best friend, my best friend Kaylee is um, a phenomenal woman. She runs Citroen HR. She's an independent HR consultant. Um, and she has really been like my biggest advocate from the beginning of, you know, when we first got our first jobs in a, a high street store um, in Bond Street. We walked in together laughing and they hired us basically on the spot together. Um, and, you know, she she would help me write my application. She would assist me with troubles that I was having at work. Um, and this is somebody who is the same age as me, who's been able to secure two properties, um, has been able to, you know, uh, have a professional career that's on her terms. She, she doesn't work 12 months of the year. She maybe works six and she has the fluidity and she had the confidence to do that really early on. Um, 
And I think she just understood, you know, what the landscape looked like a lot earlier on than me, but she hasn't, that hasn't deterred our friendship. That's brought us closer because it means that she's a few steps ahead of me in some capacities. And sometimes I'm in a few steps ahead of her, but we have each other along the journey and that makes it a lot easier. So she's my inspiration. She's a friend, but a sister. Um, she's somebody who is uh, given in every you know, respect. She's she's assisted me throughout my whole entire adult life, and um, she's she was irreplaceable. And so for me, it doesn't have to be a celebrity; it could be somebody right beside you, and that's that's her for me. Oh, definitely doesn't have to be celebrated. No, no, not mm-hmm. at all. I mean, it could be somebody we leave it with, or you know, yeah. somebody. It could be a neighbor. Yeah. Okay, that's that's so beautiful. Okay, so what wisdom would you be sharing with? people within your community I mean people you serve and other people you know that really don't fall within um, you know the groups that you serve but they're looking to navigate life navigate their journey they're still struggling to understand who they are how can they do it what wisdom are you willing to share with them personal development requires no friends that's my saying that's what I say all the time because I believe that even if you want to build community, you still must take the steps to be an independent person, independent thinker. Um, you know, it, it, it doesn't have to derive from friends saying, oh, let's go here and figure this thing out or let's try this course together. You may have very different likes or things that you're interested in. Your friends may not always want to come. So that's why I say personal development requires no friends. You know, if it's for your personal development, you can go and do that alone. Um, I've seen too many women specifically that will not do things by themselves because their friends are not interested and it stunts their development and it stunts their growth um so i believe that even though community is important we all must be independent in some capacity too with our learning that is that is powerful and it leads to what i'm going to be asking you next for everybody to get to that level of independence and growth and self-awareness you know they need some sort of a growth mindset, okay, for them to be able to to achieve, to think that and say, okay, yes, this is who I am. I've got to make this journey. I've, like I say to people, you know, in my community, there is nobody that can get you unstuck when you're stuck, but you. Nobody mm-hmm. can get you untwisted when you are twisted, but yeah. you, you got to do that move. Okay, so how do people develop this growth mindset that helps them understand, I don't have it all, I need to grow, I need to learn, I need to move, I need to do the things I need to do to sort myself out. How do we develop that? So this might sound really strange, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I believe, I I believe this, Um, financial literacy. Okay. Because without that foundation, so I come from a strand of um, not much, you know, I, I, I probably won't receive any inheritance from my parents in the future. Um, I really have to work for everything that I have now. Um, I support my family in some capacity. And there's a lot of people that come from this kind of space where I'm from. Right. Definitely. And so that financial literacy aspect is key because it also can help enhance your confidence in self. It also gives you a security blanket just in case something happens, you lose your job and things of that nature. And so for me, financial literacy is the foundational tool, especially if you're a woman, if you're from the black and brown communities, 
um, this for me is, is uh, even before that growth mindset takes place, understanding money and how to use it as a tool um, is, is priceless. Okay, so how can we better understand money or improve our understanding about, you know, money? A lot of people have so much problem, but they don't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, now that the information, you know, 10 years ago, it was tough to get information about finances and what to do. But you, it's rare that you can put your Instagram on and there isn't another financial advisor talking about, um, you know, what to do with money or how to budget or how to do this. And, and Google is our best friend. We need to stop pretending that there's no Google. There's a whole Google out there. If you want to learn to save, you could type. I want to learn to save or how do I budget or, you know, how do I invest in stocks and shares? And then aside from Google, you have YouTube, which literally shows you how to do it. So um, that's not financial advice either. I believe that everyone should obviously do their research pertaining to their circumstances, but at the very minimum, that's where we all can begin. And then as you get more interested, you can start seeking out people who are experts in those fields. Um, and and they'll, you'll see them instantly because there aren't, there are loads of, sorry, loads of people speaking about financial literacy in this day and age. Lovely. That's beautiful. Okay. So yeah, you talked earlier about, you know, community, how important community is. So how do you be a part of community? How do you form your community? How do you integrate into the community? There are a lot of people who are members of the community, but they do not think or they do not feel they're there. So how do we integrate and build our community and, you know, be amongst those people that need to help us grow and build and like us, you know, positively energize us, that sort of thing. So how do you build a positive community around ourselves? I think there's two parts to this question, right? One is, are you the leader? Are you the person that creates the community? And if so, what does that look like? What do you want your community to look like? Who are the people you want inside of your community? What are the kind of thoughts or messages that this community will cultivate? and, and, you know, what kind of messaging will you use to, to draw people in? And then the second part is you've got to know if you're a number one, which is in the leadership role, if you're a number two, somebody who supports um, the community. And there's nothing wrong with either of those roles. Some of them are interchangeable. Sometimes we're number one, sometimes we're number two. But if you're number two, then you join the community, you advocate for that community, you add value to that community. Um, and these communities are everywhere now, like, I have a community on Instagram. So I have a women saving with me on Instagram, Um, Facebook, loads of communities there. There's Twitter handles and things like that. It doesn't have to always be, oh, I have to actually physically go somewhere. You can also find it digitally. And then if you do want to do in-person, you know, community things, you've got to find out your interests. So it really points back to what I was saying at the beginning. You need to figure out what you like you got to write that list so then you can say, oh, okay, I like cake baking. Where are all the cake bakers? So then you might go on to Eventbrite or Meetup and places like that. Then you might follow the hashtags on social media. You might join the groups on Facebook. There's so many ways to access groups now and communities. Um, I don't think we've ever been in a time where there's more. That's true. Very true. Very true. Lovely. Thank you so much. I mean, you're sharing some really great nuggets with us here. So what is the one word that you will be wrapping up with telling us, you know, about being the best of ourselves, you know, building community, 
living authentically, you know, finding yourself from wherever you are and just, you know, shining your light to the world? Audacity. Okay. That is <laughs> I good. believe more of, us, <laughs> more of us, especially women, especially black and brown women, especially people who are from neurodiverse, uh, who are neurodiverse, sorry, we, we need to operate with a level of audacity moving forward 2021 um, because I think that that's what keeps us in the shadows when actually we've got plenty to bring to the table. Um, so for me, that's my word of the year, it's audacity. Um, and I hope it sprinkles all over your followers and your community because more of us are required to use our voices so that true change can take place. Thank you so much. That was a powerful one. And I'm just going to remind everybody listening to this. When your mind tells you, when that little voice tells you, who are you to do it? Say, who dare you? Ask me that question. I am shining in my light. That's audacity. Thank you so much. That is really wonderful. (laughs) So how do we connect with you? Yes. So I've mainly play on IG. So I'm, I'm usually on Instagram. So you can find me at I am Remy Ray on Instagram. Remy is spelt with an I, not on Y. <laughs> a lot of people confuse that. And Ray is spelt with a R-A-Y with a Y at the end, not an E. Okay, lovely. I'm going to leave all that on, in the show notes. Thank okay. you. Thank you so much, Remy Ray, for <laughs> coming on. I mean, it's a privilege having you and all the nuggets you've shared. Thank you Thank so you. much. And Thank you I, very much. And until next time, you keep being the best of yourself. Thank you for listening to the You Soulful Genius podcast. Please do share, subscribe, and get in touch with us. To learn more about the You Soulful Genius podcast, visit creativebusinessweek.com. And do not forget to join us next week for another beautiful episode of the podcast.